Oh yeah, it's date night with Jake and Paige, y'all, where you meet some of Charlotte's finest couples. So pull up your seat, grab a glass of wine. It's time to talk about things like laundry and taxes and the dentist and also making sweet cupcakes for your son's elementary class, which is kind of annoying because you don't really care about those other kids. So why are you doing it? We're going to find out with date night. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Date Night with Jake and Paige. At some point, we are going to come out of COVID, and we're going to get back to date nights, right? In person, date yes. nights. I know. This is the this when we do. I want us to go on a date with our guests for today. Yes, Miss Jessica and the guy. <laughs> so uh, we didn't, unbeknownst to us, we did not know this was his first media appearance, not only with Miss Jessica, but period ever at all. And we're not going to give you the name. No. Like we decided before we re- recorded this intro. We're going to make you work for it. That's right. He goes by the guy on the Morning Madhouse, mm-hmm. and which is Jessica's one of the hosts, the only female host we talked about That's what's right. like in there with all those guys. Um, and they they have a rule. Their one rule. They don't say his name. They don't he say his name. He who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. And we're not going to give it to you in this podcast description. We're not going to give it to you in the title. You got to listen to get the name. You'll get it. <laughs> they they actually don't hold back we at all. We use it a ton. I didn't realize yeah. that that she didn't use it on air until she told us, and I was like, "Well, I hope it's okay that we've been using his name this entire time." And we we talked about we talked about them, how they met. We talked about life, and we talked about how they're just maybe at some point every night tired of talking about talking about things, everything. Yeah. So the guy is a counselor in the Charlotte Mecklenburg school system. Jessica. Talks for a living mm-hmm. on a radio show, and both of them talk about life, and life right now is messy. Right. We talked about quarantine. We talked about racial unrest in the country. We talked about the fact that we're all talking about that as a white couple and a black couple, and the fact that, like Jake said, they probably talk about that ad nauseum, as do many of the rest of us. So we hope that they enjoyed it. We know we did. We hope you enjoyed listening to it, and I've just always really liked Jessica in our media interactions, which yeah. is kind of the only times we've ever gotten to interact. So I was pumped when she agreed to come on. She was a little reluctant, I felt like, at first. And then I realized she told me later it was because she had to convince the guy. Yeah, the guy. And <laughs> and now, and then after the conversation, realized the guy and I are basically twins. Uh, yeah, you, I think you guys kind of wanted to, like, we, what? run off together. Well, no. Uh, we games. told some stories of, like, past runoffs uh, in our relationship. That was fun. I so didn't mean run off together like that. that. Well, okay. So <laughs> you'll hear that. And you'll also hear, yes, how the guy and I have a lot in common. And you know what else? you and I have in common what we wrote a book together we did we did holy crap holy (laughs) holy crap we are pregnant that's a great segue yeah it was a segue (laughs) there's really no good way to segue out of these uh, guest intros but yes we have a book coming this fall holy crap we're pregnant it's a book we started when what Ford was one yes and And he's now 11 uh uh-huh so little did we know when you want to write a book it takes a lot of time and when you have kids you don't have any of that any of that but we finished it. We did. It's coming this fall. We will have all kinds of links and ways that you can purchase. Check it out. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm the most excited. What do you mean? Why'd you say it like a question? Well, because you're not really chiming into this part of the conversation. Oh, well, you kind of surprised me. I always forget. That Every year we've done this I the know. last four intros. I know. Oh, I my forget. gosh. Well, okay. Yes. The book is coming. Uh-huh. Holy crap. Here's Miss Jessica and the guy. Okay. 
We oh. <laughs> um, Rob, because Jessica keeps you largely secret, and I had to like go real deep in her Instagram account to even like <laughs> see anything. Can you guys start by each giving us just sort of like your individual backstory basics in terms of where you're from and then I definitely want to hear how you guys met because I understand the stories might be a little bit different. So I'm from a small town in uh, northeast. It's called Chadburn, North Carolina. It's about a, an hour outside of Wilmington, about an hour outside of Myrtle Beach, and about an hour outside of Fayetteville, like stuck in the middle wow. of all three of them. Yeah, so it's kind of near the coast, that type thing. So um, I moved to Charlotte in about 2010, right after I graduated college, and here we are. Do you have siblings? I have I have a sister, um, a daughter, and uh, my mother and my nephew. How old's your daughter? She is 14. Just turned 14. What two weeks ago? Oh, oh well. Tell me it gets easier. Birthday. Does it get easier? We have an 11 year old, and it's. Um, Seems like it's easy now, but I feel like it's going to get harder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Confirm it gets harder. Okay, got it. Okay, right. okay perfect. She's not my little baby anymore. She doesn't want me to, you know, she wants her face. She's uh, telling me to stay out of the bathroom, all that type of stuff. So it's coming. Yeah. Well, and our 11-year-old is a boy, and our daughter is seven. Uh, and Jessica, we've talked about this before. So our we have two boys. Our our son is our sons are ten and eleven, and then our daughter's seven. So June is our Jessica in our family. Yep, yep. I love me some Junie. That's my boo. Ah! <laughs> she she is a problem, and she does not she does not budge an inch ever. So like uh, today, for example, I'm like, hey June, how was school? She's like, fine. I'm like, okay, God, how was breakfast? She, you always feel like why? she's like, why are you asking? Why? I'm like. Can I get at least until you're 11 or 14 until this? No, it's been like this from age three, probably. It like- doesn't come until probably like 18, 19, 20, 21, like around those where you're like, that's my dad. Oh. Like, Fantastic. Aww. So in, f- in 14 years. <laughs> you only have a decade to No, wait. that's fine. I'm I'll locked in. You're going to have a hard, hard 14 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. That's a great start. Wow. What did you what did you get for the podcast? Well, they seem they're a very nice couple, uh, but they told me I'm not gonna have a relationship with my daughter for another 14 years. So fantastic. Okay. Okay, Jessica, how about you? Yeah. What's your backstory? So I am from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, you are and, you know that? Yeah. And I moved here from um I moved here to go to college. I moved here to go to Johnson T. Smith. But Charlotte is Charlotte is another home for me because my my dad grew up in Charlotte. Okay. So if you look at like McDonald's cafeteria, I don't know if you all are familiar with that. Um, used to be here in Charlotte a long time ago. John McDonald is my uncle. Excelsior um, Excelsior nightclub. My dad's brother, my uncle, was the longtime manager there at Excelsior. Both of my parents went to West Charlotte High School. Oh, my gosh. That's where they met. They both went to Johnson T. Smith, and that's when they started dating. Um, so Charlotte is another home for me. Um, I have a lot of family members that live here. But I was born in New Orleans because I'm a military lady and grew up in Virginia Beach. I have two older brothers. And I'm the baby. That's why I'm the junior of my family. I'm the junior of my family. 
Oh, I love it. And wait, it. Rob, you said you have a sister, right? Right. So that that's okay. You guys have been dating how long? You, anywhere from seven to ten years? <laughs> you said. Something like that. Okay. So you each have a sibling of the opposite sex, right? This doesn't that make you remember when Jake and I were taking? We took like premarital counseling before we got married. Wow, we're going back. <laughs> we're going back. Okay. So I first of all, we had the most awkward guy who they just kind of like assigned us someone. It was at the church that we were getting married, and they're like, "It's like a ch- you have to take this in order to get married in the church." So you go and you basically sit and talk about like the most intimate part of your life in terms of like getting married with someone and the things you need to talk about with them. Are you going to tell the tennis story? Oh, I can tell that too. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, no, he, he's just trying to talk about what sex is going to be like. And so he goes, oh, wow. he goes, sometimes you're playing tennis with your partner and you're hitting the ball back and forth. I swear, guys, I swear I'm not making this up for the podcast. And then he goes, and Jake, <laughs> and Jake, sometimes it's just going to be you out there with the racket hitting it back and forth against the wall. He goes, I'm yeah. like, he goes, I'm sometimes sorry? Paige, you're going to be home, become home and Jake's going to be practicing his serve all by himself. Like, and I go, what kind of counseling is this? Are we still talking about tennis? <laughs> like, okay, therapist. Thank you. Tennis. Thank you. Yeah, man of the cloth. That's okay. not actually the story I was going to tell, but <laughs> well, was, but I'm glad we just jumped right in there. That's all too. I remember for premarital counseling. No, but <laughs> it was it was a memorable one. I remember him go. He made the point, and I had never thought of it before. But he was like, "When you guys get married, you have to remember because I have an older brother, and Jake has Jake's the oldest of four boys." And he was like, you have to remember, Paige has grown up in a home where she's used to having a, a male presence about her same age. Like, she's used to compromising with a brother and with, you know, having to, like, whatever all of that comes with. You know what I mean? Like, his, his sports and his stinky clothes and his this and that and just sort of like that male energy. He's like, Paige, you have to remember, Jake has never had a female he never had a sister like he never had a woman who was around his same age that he lived with so like that's good and we didn't live together before we got married so he was like keep that in mind that that's like an adjustment and I, I remember thinking like well that's weird like I don't think that that's that doesn't seem like that would really play out but I feel like it does make a difference to have had siblings of the opposite sex to and then be in a relationship do you know what I mean like I feel like yeah just kind of that I've always I, I've always um while I have some really great female friends. I've always been able to keep great relationship with males too, because I have two older brothers and a father that, that are present in my life. So I've always been able to have really, really good relationships with guys and interact with them and be around them. Well, look at your work setup. Exactly. Like you're very comfortable being pretty much the only female most of the time, right? Only female. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how did you guys, how did you guys meet? I, do we want Rob to go first or Jessica? Do you, who, who should I go first? I want here? Rob to go, go first. Oh, you want Rob to go first? A hundred percent. I want to hear from Rob. Rob is, <laughs> Rob's just like kicked back. He's like, oh, all right. Well, uh, here's my version. Right. So well, um, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I kind of saw it. Um, um, when I first got out of college, I kind of saw um, at the YMCA, we were uh, doing some programming for for teenagers, and uh, he jumped right out of the car and jumped right into the flag football game that was going on at the YMCA and hiked the ball. And I was like, I was asking my friend, like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's one of my good friends, Jessica. I'm like, okay, okay. So I didn't, nothing came about. Uh, we didn't see each other anymore. And then I went to a John C. Smith basketball game one night, and I seen her, and I was like, man, there's a girl again. He was like, yeah, they're supposed to be going to Higgory Tavern later on. You want to ride over there? I'm like, for sure. Let's go. 
But still ain't talk to her, that type thing. It really, our first encounter of really talking to each other, believe it or not. Was it out? Was it, was it at Onyx? <laughs> was it Onyx? That's hey, a stuck up. Yeah, no, I, that's where I was going <laughs> with that, yep. You know no, that? I, no, I don't know you, that at all. No, it's fine. <laughs> I have heard of some things. <laughs> to me, <laughs> Jessica tipped you us off. Tell them I there was, I've already shared that with me. Okay. <laughs> she was kind of there with her boyfriend at the time. Okay. She oh. was not my boyfriend. That's what I thought anyway. That's what I thought. I thought it was a boyfriend, but she said it wasn't. A friend boy. So, He's definitely going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's how we got raised up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Onyx, tell me about it. So I guess, uh, you know, so I walked into a car after uh, after leaving Onyx, make sure she was safe. You know, sure. I'm a gentleman. Yep. Yeah, from the south, you know, so make sure she was safe. So I got a phone number, and I think the text started from there, and I was, you know, texting her, hey, beautiful, that type thing, you know. Sure. To see if I can get attention. She totally, uh, didn't respond to any of the texts. Okay. Yeah. She yeah, didn't so respond like, to she any of them? She didn't respond, no. It's my game. You're doing a good Ladies. job of holding your tongue while he tells this. If you disagree with the things he's saying. <laughs> Later, that type thing, that type thing. So I was like, oh, okay. She's playing hard to get that type thing. So uh, we kind of started crossing paths uh, at different parties and community functions and things like that. And that's kind of how the, the conversation started because we, we understood that we both were real passionate about helping the youth and really getting out into our communities and trying to make a difference. So that's kind of how like the, the balance came about and we really clicked and found out we had a, a lot of things in common together. And then she finally started texting you back? And to, yeah, when- she finally started texting me back after all of that. <laughs> Found out, he's like, all right, he's good in the community. He's good with the youth. Fine. All right, I'll text back. How long? He'll take care of responsibility. That's, That's right. He <laughs> cares about the kids. All right. <laughs> Jessica, you disagree with portions of that story? So here's a real story. Robbie was on this from day one. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay, so I will say this. The Onyx thing, <laughs> the Onyx thing did happen. Okay. The Onyx thing did happen. So the whole basketball game, we were at the basketball game. I, at that time, the guy that I was dating, like dating, not my boyfriend or anything like that. And when I'm dating, I can date whoever I want to, as many people as I want. Got it. Okay. Oh, One of the dudes when you I, were dating, you could. When I, when I was right. dating, yeah. Right. Got you, yes. Robbie. I'm in a committed relationship. Rob yes. needed okay. a clarification there uh, on the spot. Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer. So, the guy that I was dating at the time was working at Johnson Smith. He was a coach. And so I was there to see him. And we left. We went to we left. We went to Hickory Tavern to eat. And then after we went to Hickory Tavern, I don't even think he went to Hickory Tavern with us. We went to Onyx. And I met him at Onyx. And they came along. After we left on it, that's when Robbie asked me for my phone number. However, what Robbie forgets is that Robbie found me on Facebook before. So he was talking to me on Facebook. Mm. Like I said, immediately when he saw me, he wanted to text. So okay. that's when he immediately started talking to me was on Facebook. 
Okay. That's how the and I responded on Facebook. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. So I, I'm. This is the first time I'm hearing this story. The stories seem extremely similar. So there wasn't a huge difference. <laughs> there wasn't a. So wait, what happened on he Facebook? To, so he did, tried to make it seem like I I left my boyfriend at Onyx for him. That's not the case. Did I ever say that? No. You but that's not. what you do. I f- he's trying to front for you for Jake and Pay. He's trying to front for Jake and Pay. Wait a minute, hold on. Don't do that. So when he left Onyx, did he send you a message on Facebook? <laughs> like did this happened. It got me with a Facebook thing coming. He, he didn't know he had hit me up on Facebook before. We had been having conversations before Onyx on Facebook. Oh, because were you on the radio already at that point? Like, did you already know who she was, Rom? And now I don't know if you mm, No, I didn't. I didn't. I knew she was as Jessica, but I didn't know she was on the radio or anything like that. Because uh. what happened was we, the first time we saw each other was at the Y. Oh, that's I right. used to work at the Y. And then I, I left the Y. He was, he started working at the Y. So does the guy that you were at Onyx with know that you guys are together and have been together since then? Are, are you guys in touch at all? No. no, I've seen him actually. I don't even think, I've seen him. I've seen him out. He actually, <laughs> okay. He actually Rob, lived in our your, your, your phones. He actually lived in our in our neighborhood. Oh. So I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen him out <laughs> with Robbie, but we don't talk. So, and I'm sure Robbie did, would never recognize him. So Robbie didn't. Robbie didn't know. Yeah. Rob, Rob walks by every day, like. I got you. So, so you see, so Jake and I have, uh, Jake dated a girl in college for five years. That 54 he episodes. And this is the first time you're bringing up my college girlfriend. I feel like we're there. I, yeah, we're, we're there. If you're talking about interacting with exes. <laughs> okay, so he, sure. Cause you haven't talked, you haven't talked to her. Jake's college girlfriend and I, they did it for five years and grew up together. Like she is like, you know, he knew her forever. We went to her wedding after we were already married, thankfully. Cause I don't know that I would have loved being there, at, you know, not like official and her father in his, oh. spe- in his, um, uh, what do you call it? Like toast or toast. You know, spe- yeah. he gave a speech at the wedding in which he told the whole crowd like a f- quote unquote funny story about how when Jake and she were dating, she started calling her now husband and get it to know. And she's like, yes. And he like, point, he goes, he's like, so like Jake, you guys know Jake, he's the tree in the back. Cause Jake's really tall. Rob, if you've never, you've never obviously met him. And Justin. Rob and I could not be lounged back further together. <laughs> listening to these stories right now. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and the whole wedding was like, brr, like looks back at Jake. And he, he basically like said like, my daughter had an emotional affair yeah. on her. I found out that I was getting cheated on for like two years at, at her wedding. wedding. It was, it was one of those like wedding crasher type moments. And I was the guy getting crashed. So that was fun and super random, but a fun story. Fun. I'm going to go cry now. Uh, <laughs> Rob, if you want right? to try another podcast, it'd be later. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's. Horrible. All of that to say, it's five. She and I, she and I went on like within months after that to like throw a baby shower together at our house for one of their mutual friends. So if you ever run into this guy in the parking lot again, who knows? Maybe it'll it'll go great. Jessica's like, that's um, that's actually the saddest story I think I've ever heard. Um, Are you sure you want to talk about that? (laughs) Sounds like a lot of. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I still really haven't unpacked all of it, actually. And hey, I think you're doing was, okay. I'm doing worked out. the, you have raised the bar considerably. You haven't made fun of me in front of all my friends. Thank you. Um, yeah, things are going great. Okay, good. That's what it sounds like to be married for a while. There you go. See, we worked it out. Yeah, just politics that we've right through. We worked it out. Although you guys have been together, I feel like, almost as long as we have. It'll be 14 years in September. It will, yeah. Is that about right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. How long did you all date before you all got married? It was pretty quick. We met. And then... (laughs) I think we're gonna we're gonna need to discuss a few things after this podcast. It was a little too took, quick if you ask you, me. No, I'm kidding. You took uh, a big inhale. Uh, yep. We only dated we dated nine months and we were engaged six, so it was just I mean, it was quick. That just means Jay knew what he wanted, what he thought, babe. I guess so. I did. I guess so. He said he he did tell me one time when we first kissed. He was like, "Oh, it's so nice to kiss somebody who's closer up, who's closer up to my face. I don't have to bend so far down." <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was also real short. The exes are getting crushed right now. Wouldn't it be great if she was in the neighborhood, too? Just like you, Rob. You walk by every day like, gotcha. Hey, teeny one. So, wait. Speaking of stuff like this. So, we've we've talked to a couple people on the radio, even either on the podcast or just in life before. And one of the guys in Raleigh told us one time, one of the um, – I'm blanking on his name. The, ho- the radio host in Raleigh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I forget. But he, they talked about how one of their they have rules uh, with each other, right? With the hosts uh, yes. of like they each have because your your world, Jessica. We're both in media, but your world is so different from mine in that like radio. And I could be wrong, but largely a lot of your stuff. I mean, I know you you do like news headlines and entertainment headlines and stuff, and you, which you can write out. But a lot of it's ad lib and just talking off the cuff and sharing stories and stuff, which is more freedom than we typically have in terms of you know, being able to tell stuff or just talk about stuff openly. So their rule on their show was you get one thing that you get to tell your co-host that's off limits, that they can't ask you about. They're not allowed to like put you on the spot, but pretty much anything else in your life. They're like, if you're going to come on, if you're going to be a radio host, we have to be able to talk about, you can't say like, no, that's private. You know, do you guys have, do you with your co-host and then do you two with each other have like a, any Uh, kind of rules like that? Yeah. I, I have a rule with my co-host that they are not allowed to say his name. Oh. So he is known as the guy on rate on the radio. So if you ever, like when I post about him, I don't, I try not to tag him a lot on stuff. Yeah, and I noticed. I always post him as your what? <laughs> what did he say? What? My inbox goes. Oh, oh boy. Facebook. The Facebook inbox. Don't sleep on the Facebook <laughs> inbox. <laughs> But I call him the guy on the air, and they are not allowed. I've made it very, very clear. Do not say his name. And that is only protection for him. That is not something that he has asked me to do. But um, I don't want people to use him as a means to get to me. Mm. Um, And he is very out in the community. He works in the school system. Uh, He's He's really, really good at what he does. Um, and so, like I said, I don't want people to be like, oh, so you're the Rob that they're talking about on the radio and this and that and everything, and then begin to infiltrate all of that with him. Mm-hmm. So I I try not to I, – I, I make a clear line, do not say his name on the radio. He is known on the radio as the guy. Mm-hmm. 
which is like kind of makes makes you cooler. Like the guy that's like super mysterious. Yeah. I kind of like that. Which is funny because now his mom calls him that. Oh, shut up. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's cute. What do you do? What do you do in the schools? Are you able to say? I don't. I'm a, I'm a counselor. Are you really? Wow. Oh, you do God's work. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that look like right now? I mean, are you Charlotte Mack? We're, we're Union County, so we've got. Yeah, I'm just being a lot of Zoom. Yeah. A lot of Zoom. Uh, a lot of door to door, home visits, that type of thing, making sure our students are getting every resource they need uh, possible to make sure that this new norm goes the way they expect it to go. But it's a lot of twists and turns in it. So we're just trying to make it, make the best out of a crazy situation. So is that for 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 you? Uh, it encompasses so many things, I would imagine, right? The in terms of like, especially now, like we're saying, practically speaking, I imagine you're just checking on your kids to make sure that they're able to get on, you know, getting in touch with their teachers, learning what they need to learn, ke- keeping the you know have the equipment they need, et cetera. And then also, typically, like if you're in person, is it more like? Um, you know, to, it, it, this is, I don't know if this is the right term to use either, but almost like in-school therapy with kids, kind of like pulling kids out, you know, just like talking with them and maybe even mediating between them, parents or other kids, et cetera, stuff like that? Definitely, definitely. It's a, a big bulk of, big bulk of the job. Because I, I not only do it within the school walls, I also do it outside, uh, such as I just took two kids to do a role in college and moved them in and that type thing as well, so a lot of hands-on, a lot of therapy, a lot of talk. Uh, it's, it's, ne- it's definitely not a nine-to-five. The phone always rings, and it, things go on even when we're sleeping. I have to wake up and, you know, see what's going on out here in the world. But it's definitely a lot of therapy, a lot of hats to wear. Uh, coach, dad, therapist, uh, maybe whatever you want to call it, I definitely do it for for my family. Now, like, Robbie, Robbie's being humble <laughs> when he's talking about it, like, when he says coach, he's been coaching basketball for years, so, and, and keeping constant communication with those kids throughout the year. So it's not like I play basketball with you for the two years that I'm in middle school and then I move on. No, he still has a relationship with those kids. Wow. When he says that he is going to go take kids to college, he is the parent for that child that is taking them to college, moving them in, sitting there, you know, all the things that a, a, a parent will do, he is doing that. And when he says, like, dad, he is not only talking about his biological daughter. It's all, it's all those kids. Those kids call him dad. And, like, he, I think he doesn't give himself enough credit. And he's sort of humble when speaking about it, like, when it comes to the work that he does, he's top-notch at it. He's really, really good at it. And it comes naturally. To him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he doesn't talk about it, because it comes naturally. What made you want to do that? What made you want to get into that? I feel like it's, are you unusual in the sense of being a man in that position? Are there, are there as many men as women? It, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, and it kind of just, like, fell in my lap, uh, to be totally honest. With you. When I graduated, from college, I wanted the big sports job with the Bobcats, that type thing. So I came to Charlotte to try to pursue that, and I started working uh, in after school at the YMCA. And one of the kids came in one day, and he was kind of I kind of got her from point A to point B. She's really going through 
some rough times. And I was like, I really didn't feel like I came to work. I really didn't feel like I did anything. Uh, but it really brings me a lot of pleasure to see me take some of the mistakes out of our out of my kids' life so they don't have to go through the trials and tribulations of everything that we might have made a mistake with or went through. Uh, just taking some of those loopholes out and trying to get them from point A to point B, I, I think I really, it's like God, like that's what God has put me here to do, to kind of like lessen, lessen the struggle in their lives. So here I am just trying to make it, make it a, they thing and make them make them a better person. Mm-hmm. Well, and then layer on top of that, the world is pretty awful right now. <laughs> so, I mean, what what is? Gosh, I mean, obviously, it's not just the last four or five months, but the last four or five months is what's been under the spotlight. <clears throat> so, curious how that has impacted not only your role but Jessica as well. It's 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 been different. I mean. Um, I, I'll be very, very transparent and very, very open about it. It's been very hard for me because, um, granted, I have a lot of family in Charlotte. My immediate family, my parents are in Virginia Beach. And my brother, who I'm very, very close with, who both have wives, my sisters, um, I'm very close with. And both of them have a son and a daughter. So I have two nieces, two nephews. My parents are in they're in Atlanta. I, my parents are in Virginia. I haven't seen them since December, mm. and I don't know when the next time I'm going to see them um, because you know we're trying to keep everybody safe. But both of my parents are high risk, and with me testing positive and actually going through COVID um, and not knowing how I got it, it was so easy. It just came on a whim. We were like, "Whoa, hold on, I got COVID." You know, like, I'm very, very cautious about not wanting to bring that environment into my parents' home. So I I can't, at this point, I just, I can't go see them. Their safety is number number one importance to me. Um, And that's tough. That's tough because I'm so close to them. So I have struggled. I have struggled through, through, um, through this pandemic. And also for me, and in addition to all of, in addition to being on the radio, uh, I do a lot of community work Right. where I am engaging in one of the things that I'm very passionate about that Robbie and I both are passionate about is working with kids. So all of the programs that I do throughout the year, just as recently as, you know, earlier this week, I was getting a notification that it was the anniversary of my annual big cut where we serve over a hundred kids. And so I'm in the gym and I'm hugging and loving on those kids and, and really engaging with them. I I can't do that. I can't do that. So it's, it's been a struggle for me because I like that aspect of life. I like the embracing and loving on people and things like that. And I'm just not able to do Mm -hmm. that. right. That's been the biggest struggle for me. Same for you, Rob. Is that are you? Do you do mostly virtual stuff as far as interaction with your kids and things now? Your your school kids. I, I talk a little bit of both because at heart I'm a people person, country boy, and I just I go crazy, like for real, go crazy sitting in the house. When COVID first started, I probably spent about two thousand dollars at Lowe's just so I could be outside in the in the yard and stuff like that, just buying blowers and weed eaters and just different things. Like literally, he came home <laughs> on the first day with a blower, and I was like, "What the hell." Why do you have a blower? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> uh, so you just do oh, mostly yeah. mostly virtual stuff. Are you? Uh, you don't need to tell me a specific school if you. I don't know for privacy and things. But are you a CMS? Yeah, you said that. I am. You did say yeah, a um, CMS. Yeah, I'm at um, Cochran. If you guys heard of a Cochran Collegiate Academy? No, I no. haven't. Yeah, it's on the um, off Milton in the Plaza. Okay. Okay. Is it? Is it? What? What are the grades? We are. We we have a magnet school with the, us as well, so we're six through twelve. Oh, okay. So is your student body predominantly white, predominantly black, mixed? What's what's your what's the breakup? Predominantly black and Hispanic. So. What has that been like over the past couple of months also in terms of helping kids deal with all of the racial unrest and the protests? And, you know, do you make it a point to, you, I don't know if you have to bring it up or it's, it's there. Obviously, you want to talk about it with them. Like, how do you deal with all that, too? With social media being so big, the kids kind of bring it to the forefront quicker, quicker than you will. Because you're kind of like kind of teetering the line and like if you want to say it or, or if they're mature enough to even, even grasp it. But they'll come to you or send you a video and like, Coach, did you see this or did you see that? You kind of got to talk them through that so that they understand that things are going on in the world and it's real different. Like uh, how to protect themselves, to be safe, and to also have conversations that are sometimes not easy. easy and to be able to navigate those conversations with whatever race it may be. Mm-hmm. How about for you guys at work, Jessica, in terms of coverage and in terms of interviews, like all that, do you guys, I'm so curious how it works from, from other media perspective, from how it works in a newsroom, which is a little more like formulaic, you know, whereas mm-hmm. like, for, how, how is it, how do you guys like pick how you're going to do coverage, who you do inter- interviews with, what questions you ask, what's, you know, on limits, off limits, et cetera. It's a little, we're a little bit of everything. So some of the stuff we sit down and we'll plan, like we have our planning meetings weekly where we sit down and we say we're going to do this. And then, um, so for instance, like we've had our whole week planned out and then the NBA thing happened. And so we walk in today and we're like, we got to talk about the NBA thing. We got to cover the NBA thing. So we got to switch it up. So it's con- like, I am constantly on my phone reading mm-hmm. and looking at social media pages, looking at websites and things like that, constantly, constantly, constantly doing that. And um, because you just have to stay in the know about so much stuff because you never know when that conversation is going to come up. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff we we plan for, but some of the stuff, a, a lot of the stuff is off the cuff. A lot of the stuff that we talk about on the air really comes from off the air conversation. Mm-hmm. We have some of the craziest off the air conversations, and it will create such debate just between the madhouse that we're like, we need to take this to the air and find out what they're talking uh-huh. about. Right. We'll go with it. Um, and then some of them are serious, and some of them are funny. One of the one thing that we do, I have a, my oldest brother is a genius. He is a He's a scientist. He studied, he got his master's in bioengineering um, and graduated like top of his class. Okay. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Oh, um, like a real life science. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, okay got it. Yep. <laughs> and um, so anything that's sort of 
sciencey mm-hmm. or has a science feel to it, we call them. Oh, and so, it. and but we, we will call him at six o'clock in the morning, and so he'll answer. But he's like, "Hello," and we be like, "Hey, we got a question for you. Do monkeys have chins?" And he's like, "What?" He was like, "What? What are you talking about?" We like, we are wondering. We read a report or we heard this, and we were wondering if monkeys have chins. And you're a scientist. We were talking about this off the air, and we need to know. Do they? And he, he will literally go and do the research to find out about it and then call us back later on. But it's just something that came off the cuff for us. So right. that's how a lot of our, that's how we do a lot of our shows. Well, I love that you have the freedom to be able to do that. Like you can just kind of talk about it and then talk about it openly. So when I texted you this morning, Jake and I were laughing before this podcast because I texted you this morning asking if you were still, if you guys still wanted to talk tonight. And he's like, what Jessica said? I said, yo, she said she wants to do it. And he goes, okay, is she, is she comfortable talking about the stories that are in the news? And do, do we want to address race and protests? And I go, oh, I didn't say that specifically. He goes, well, what'd you say when you, when you texted? I said, I just said, are you still comfortable? Meaning me, you know, it's what? No, it's funny. Cause I was like, okay. And so she's left to go. Yes. What's wrong Paige? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because I mean, look, it's, it's a heavy topic. And to your point, you're constantly on your phone. You're constantly talking about it. And right. I, I didn't even know what your job was. And I can only imagine the conversations that you're having, like so many layers and look, just out of respect, you know, this, this podcast is meant to be light and fun and talk about relationships and couples and dating and parenting and all this stuff. But like, it's just, a lot more important stuff going on right now. So that's why I just said to Paige, I was like, hey, let, just out of respect, let's see if they're just exhausted for talking. Well, right. And exactly. we, You and I, Jessica, we do our Friday segments that you do with us now, right, on, for entertainment stuff. And I remember, I, 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 wish, I wish I remember what the story was. Maybe you'll remember. There was some story that was part of your block, and you made the point. It was a, It was a white person who had been treated some way basically kind of let off the hook and you gave the example of a black person to whom the same thing had happened and you said I'm just saying it, these two situations were not treated the same do you mm-hmm. I can't remember what the situation was I can't remember, story, I can't remember what but it was but it was a perfect <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would say but and we were like yeah you gotta you gotta apply the same like you gotta use broad strokes right and apply the same filter through mm-hmm. through it all and I was thinking about after I heard a podcast where somebody made the point and I, let me walk you through kind of what they said and you guys tell me if you think it's off or if or it's not so for example like if there is it I use the example when I was explaining this to Jake of Beyonce's song and I don't know the official name of it but who run the world whatever I don't know the official the name of it right Girl. so it's shut up <laughs> so <laughs> Our boys, I celebrate her entire catalog. I do right, right. Our boys came home from school. I love that song, of course. I've done, like it's. I run to it. I you know, and we were playing it. And our boys came home from school. I think they were like nine and ten. And our youngest was like, "Oh, this sucks. I hate this song." And I was like, "Why?" I was like, "This is supporting women. Like you're." Pr-. And he was like, "No, boys are better." And I kind of had this like light bulb of like, "Oh wait a second. To him, this feels like you know, to." a little boy because he's saying only and I was like yeah but if you made a song that who runs the world boys you can't say that because you can say the girls one because we know it's you look around who's in power mostly men right so if you're if I feel like it's it's sort of like in the same in this by the, I, I do feel like if you are part of a group that is marginalized and that is discriminated against you you don't have to use the same broad strokes in terms of 
uh, coverage or the right to say something or the like, does that make sense? Do, what, what do you guys if think of that? If we don't empower and celebrate ourselves, then who will? <laughs> then who will? Right. So, of course, we should be allowed to have those conversations. Like you said, we've been marginalized for years and not only marginalized, but told, Shh, don't talk about that. Uh-huh. Don't say that. You know, and that's that's a problem. We even receive it now on the air when we talk about those things and they're like, you shouldn't talk about it. Well, why shouldn't I? It's happening. It's real life. It is what it is. And so you trying to shush me isn't going to stop it from happening. You're only adding to the problem when we don't discuss it and we don't have the conversation. And not only that, but when you don't have the conversation, when you have the conversation, you have to have the conversation and not be on the defense. You have to con- have to have the conversation and be willing to listen and see the other side of the coin to hear the person that has been oppressed for years. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah. Don't don't shush me. Yeah, we gotta have these conversations. We got no matter how hard and difficult and icky it might make us feel, we gotta have a conversation. Our generation. And in particular, for white people who don't typically haven't talked about race as openly growing up, we're, we're all taught to be colorblind. So you're not even, you're supposed to pretend like you don't see color. And now all of a sudden we're going, we're telling the world, no, 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 do talk about it. Talk about it openly. So I think for, for in particular, but because by the way, black people have always talked about, it's not like you've ever you, you've known you're black. You're treated differently because you're black often. That is an open conversation, I feel like, within black communities. It hasn't always been op- an open conversation within white communities. So um, to take it back to you guys as a couple, so <laughs> what's it like right now at the, at the dinner table when you guys come home? Is it just like, I've been talking to kids all day. You're like, I've been talking to listeners all day. Do you just sit there like, can we just agree to eat, smile at each other, and then shut it down? <laughs> well, man, I think we can are like, give ourselves like an hour in our own little pockets of spaces before we come back as a family unit to kind of like unwind from the day, decompress our thoughts, take a shower, or whatever you do to like unwind from the day. We kind of do that before we come back to, and so we can shut off work from home. Yeah. So we can get that, that balance. And we talk to each other a lot during the day, you know? So Aren't you so thankful for text? Or Facebook. I always yeah. wonder how previous generations, yeah. it's such a nice way to just keep in touch with each other, you know, just like casually rather than have to like have a big, just one big catch up at the end of the day. It's like, you can just sort of check in. Do you, do you feel when like. I leave, when I leave, he's normally the first person I call. Uh-huh. Like when I'm leaving, I'm leaving out of the studio, he's the first person I call. And I'm just, and I'm like, hey, you know, how's your day going or something like that. And he'll send a text throughout the day. So, you know, we chat throughout the day. Uh-huh. I was going to say that was a, a, that sounded like a very, polished mental health professional. I was just about to say, do you feel like you live with a therapist? Jake's mom is a therapist. Both both my parents work in mental health. And so to hear you say, you know. He recently got his social work degree. So he thinks he's a therapist too. Hey, now I love it. We, babe, we got to come home. We got to decompress, take a shower, whatever it is. And then we can talk. I love that. I do too. Like super mellow, balanced. (laughs) Because you don't want... Yeah, you, you, it's gonna it's gonna need an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you what do you guys like to do in your spare time? I mean, like I, I really feel like half of me is like I want to pull back the curtain on the mystery man here 
but I also want to be careful to like keep the mystery for you because that's like a it sounds like a big piece of content for the madhouse. So <laughs> what? What do you say? What is that? So what? What do you guys like to do in your spare time? When it's not outside of COVID, I guess. Oh sure. So we kind of go with the the flow. We kind of do everything. Ride ATVs. Uh, just recently on Sunday, we went to the drive-through zoo and let fed the animals, let them stick their heads in the car. And, oh my uh, God, Lazy Five. We went, we went to Zootastic. Oh, Zootastic. Zootastic, yeah. <gasps> yes, they come on the show sometimes. Did you get to see any crazy baby animals? Or big? Well, I'm scared of all animals. Oh, yeah. So I made it very, very clear that <laughs> when we do this, I will be sitting in the back seat of the van where the windows go up and do not put them down. Or, and I was there for the comedy of them reacting to that. That's what I was there for. <laughs> Those places are crazy, though, right? We still have, uh, like, whatever, ostrich feed, I feel like, in the... There is nothing worse than ostrich. They're they're the scariest animals on Earth. Oh, no, 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 no. Robbie, (laughs) the the llama spit on Robbie. (gasps) Shut up. Did you you knock him out? Or what did you do, Robbie? I mean... (laughs) Kind of rolled his head up in the window a little bit, but I... (laughs) (laughs) I figured that was animal. So I let him down and... uh, (laughs) Who, who are you spitting on now, buddy? Who are you spitting on now? Yeah. Try to get out of here. All right, so you go, you go to uh, um, weird ranches, okay? Um, Do you guys have a favorite show or two that you've discovered during quarantine that you'd recommend to people? We used to do that, and then Robbie started watching shows without me. Like he, he completely broke Netflix and chill rules. I'm a night out. She goes to bed at 7 o'clock. Okay, there we, now is a dynamic this is real familiar to us. He and I are tracking right now. So, I mean, so let me just, let me, let me paint a picture for you, Robbie. You tell me if this, so we put the kids to sleep, come down and I ask Paige, I pour, I pour a beer and I look at Paige, I'm like, you going to bed? Are you going, are you going to bed? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, yes, that means I can watch three episodes of Game of Thrones. Like, I, I know I can, get my, I can get my shows in. Or I make him watch Love is Blind with me, and then he oh hates it and then loves it, and then I actually stay up way later than I'm supposed to. No. No, she'll I don't. Stay, she'll stay on the episode for three days, and I'm like, I need I can't. to go to the next. I, already- I can't. Because I fall asleep. I'm, I'm tired. I got to wake up at 3.30 a.m. Thank you. And we're not arguing with you. Just let us watch our shows. And, that, and that's where we are now. That's where we are now. Okay. I'm just like, go ahead and watch the shows. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is. The one thing that I do love about Robbie and Robbie has taught me is like how to explore. So like you said, we we do all kinds of stuff. Like we like we went and rode the ATV. Um which was hilarious because I actually flipped a whole ATV over oh with my, my best friend in it. Well, by the way, can um, I just pause geez. for a second? When I just asked, I'm like, what do you guys do? And you're like, well, we do all kinds of things, like ride ATVs. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we would have been like, well, we do all kinds of things, like walk and, um, you know, swim. <laughs> so, I mean, we just, yeah, just kind of uh, like, go, go to breweries. Skydiving. Oh, my he, what? Good he Lord. With me, but he, I filmed it. he filmed it. He was there. He was there, from but the I've, I've been from the ground. Yeah, <laughs> no, strapped to her back. Well, I don't know. If selfie, in the selfie, got it the whole way. I would have stayed in the plane. I wouldn't have actually gone. I would have been on the. Yeah, I would have been on the ground too. Jake and I do not like to fly. <laughs> no, we are scared we're not fly. Fly. You do. What's your favorite trip you've taken together? Favorite place? Uh, I think this year with COVID, we uh, we went to Vegas. 
went down to Savannah uh, with a couple friends and just we couldn't really go anywhere. So we kind of locked in, played games, really bonded with each other. And just, just had a good time because nobody had been outside the house in months. Uh, and it was just a, just a good time just to get away for just a second. Mm-hmm. We actually made a um, – we actually came to an agreement that we were going to go – because both of us love basketball. Um, he's a former basketball player, and I just – I love basketball. And so we were going to go to every arena and see one game. Oh, oh that's wow. a fun idea. I do. You're going to break into the bubble? You're going to – Trying to get in. Right? Gosh. Trying to get in. <laughs> but it looks like they're walking out the bubble, so there ain't no need to go down there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're not going to yeah, see much. Yeah. Tired, tired of the bubble. It's over. <laughs> Gosh. That, that was something that we – but, yeah, we travel a lot. We've done uh, – and, it, it, and it's traveling to do things. Like, Robbie will get on his phone and look up and be like, we got to try this restaurant. I heard it's the best in this place. Oh, I love that. I feel and like so we'll, we'll go to restaurants. I know. Do you want to take a trip together? I feel like we would travel together. I feel like together. you and I are extremely simple. That's, that is my move. And she's like, are you really on Yelp again? No, I'm I like, love it. And then you find like the best place to like get brunch. Or, I mean, otherwise I'd end up at like drive through McDonald's just because it's easy and fast. And I'm, because I'm just lazy. I don't want to do the work. It's, but it's the best. You just make the most fun discoveries, right? I, when I you found, yeah, I, I do. I will say I have found that most of the Yelp, we always end up in a gas station diner. <laughs> like everywhere we go, for some the gas station diners get the like four and a half like, stars. Yeah, oh, hole in the wall places that you otherwise wouldn't discover and that somebody tips you off. Constantly eating gas stations, and, you, it's, deli- and it's probably the best food that you've it's ever had. Best. Right? It is the best. Do you guys have a favorite spot or two in Charlotte, restaurant wise, or places here that like to, that you'd recommend to people for date nights? <laughs> Hickory Tavern, you've mentioned Hickory Tavern. Is you that a favorite? I love Hickory Tavern. Or like places you order from now in quarantine? Do you do like post I will say this. Okay. I have not cooked since quarantine has started. Okay, so well then, all right. We if, have- if you haven't cooked, then where are you, yeah, where are you, where are you getting food your food? Well, a lot of little Caesars in the house. Oh, yes. oh I'll smash oh, have, Wait, Caesars. have you discovered Hungry Howie's? Why are you shaking your head, Ralph? He doesn't want little Caesars. Oh, he doesn't all the time. like it. Have you discovered um, Hungry Howie's yet? I love Hungry Howie's. Okay, because I was going to say it, it is similar in price point, and the flavored crust is tough to beat. And they have. Have you tried the subs? No, I haven't. This branch. If you need to branch out, and are have, we really like doubling down on Hungry Howie's right I now? Love, I love. We're going Howie's. all in on Hungry Howie's. It's delicious. <laughs> well, we typically end a podcast by yeah. playing catchphrase. When we're in person, unfortunately, we are not in person. So we're going to have to post-quarantine, just get together in person and play catchphrase because we play boys v. girls. And, Miss Jessica, I have a feeling you and I will be lockstep in clues. Got it. Yeah, Got Rob, it. I'm and, I feel like we're the same person. So <laughs> I, you and I are sharing we – got, we got mental health in our veins, which is a mental health in our veins, okay? We got mental health in our veins. We watch late TV – I'm a big basketball fan. I mean, basically, we're brothers. Pretty right? much. I mean, come on. This is, yeah. Here's the big question, though, Dave. Tar Heels or uh, Duke or Carolina? Jessica, we, we both, went, we to both went to Carolina. That is not a question. Oh. Please oh. tell oh, me. Oh, no. I remember that about you, Paige, but I didn't know that about Jake. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, are you giving thumbs up? Okay, good. Because I, way, I liked she, you a lot. I didn't want to stop liking you. And hopefully, I mean, she saw my moves. Did she not remember where we met at the comedy? Oh, like, that's right. That that's definitely a Chapel Hill that's guy. 
Would that be the first time that we ever met in person, all yes. of us? That was years I ago. So. I think so. You were, uh, you guys were Jodeci, was that right? We did Jodeci, <laughs> and you all did a whole medley. We were just two awkward white people out there dancing we to. Threw a we, lot of. We fake had a money. lot of props. A lot of fake money. <laughs> there was a there, there was a rubber chicken. What did we do? What's the name of the song? Uh, um, uh, Fat Man Scoop. Fat Man Scoop. Fat Man Scoop. Uh, Fat Man Scoop. Uh, Scoop. Yeah. That's my. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, okay. What's your Kodiak sign? That's right. <laughs> 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 you guys, thank you so much for making time for us. And Rob, welcome to the. What? We're popping and sharing. I know. I hope that you feel good after your first, you know, experience. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That face is like, it was like, oh, sure. He's like, that was actually kind of easy. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, maybe you could get him to do more now. Maybe. Oh. Or we can, he we'll, loves this kind of stuff. He'd be crying for you I was going to say, I'm not, I know. I'm not going to lie. She, Jessica said, she said, you are hilarious. And it was all caps. You're hilarious. So No, you he, can tell. You're no, like that subtle hilarious. If you... I don't say his name. Uh-huh. However, I post a lot of videos of him on my Instagram story, and they normally get likes. He he leads the path of the likes because my baby is country, and a lot of times he has difficulty talking to our Alexa. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. I have had to change the name of Alexa. No. Two. You know, you can change the name of it. So if, if I say it, it's probably going to go off. But we, we call our Alexa. We say, instead of saying, hey, Alexa, we say, hey, computer. Okay. Um, because he cannot say Alexa. Hey, computer, what time is it? See what I mean? It never responds to him. It de- oh, it my never gosh. Responds. It didn't respond. You so tried. last night, y'all, if you have a chance, I think it's still up on my Instagram story. Y'all go check out that video. <laughs> he is upset. Because the Alexa won't talk to me. I mean, he cusses our Alexa. I what I love is he's trying to smile right now. I keep seeing your mouth like curl up. He's trying mouth. not to smile. <laughs> <laughs> your mouth is curling up. He's like, he's like, I know. I mean, he he's the, the video of him and and it's just fly off the cuff. I'll be like, let me turn my camera. Oh, and I don't know if you saw my y'all saw my COVID videos. I did. You know, that I was. Had- that oh was God, amazing. Were, yeah. I just looked at the one today when you were doing the Lion King about <laughs> peeking out. <laughs> and I'm and, and those are all real. That's literally how I was waking him up in the morning. Yeah. Like, hey, how are you? Because when I had COVID, I didn't leave my room. I, I didn't leave my room at all. Oh. He was, I stayed in there for 14 days. So that was the most that I did was open up the door and pick with him that way. Slide the little scissors through. 14 days. Wow, that's you're a, a good man. Time, yeah. I would do that. I would do that. For I you. would. I, don't, I hope to not have to experience that. Well, I, I hope. I don't want y'all to have to experience it either. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So the, a lot of uh, even though I don't say his name, you all can catch a lot of him on my social media. It's oh, I'm gonna have to start paying closer attention now. And by the way, sorry because now your name is out there. Uh oh. And there are seven, as many as seven people that listen to this. So you, my friend, our moms are happy. I check every single one of them girls that they okay. Get, my man. get them, Jess. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Mm, oh yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. 
for past episodes and more, visit jakeandpage.com or get all up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast with your fine self sitting on your fine couch. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next time. Mm. Yeah. I said, mm. Yeah.